podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ready? Play. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Uh, good morning to you from where I sit here in North Carolina, United States. Uh, doing well. Watch a little United Cup uh, last night and um, glad to be back on your uh, podcast after chatting uh, Andre Rublev in detail. We had a good time doing that a couple weeks ago. We did. Um, and Rublev, of course, will be in action next week, I think, in Adelaide. That field is stacked, by the way. It's Just written a piece on, on the website, actually, about that and about Djokovic's arrival in Australia. So... Do check that out when you can, talking-tennis.com. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the United Cup, as you said. Um, obviously, with us in different time zones, actually, it can work out quite well for a show such as this because you get to see what is the nighttime action for you and I get to see what is the morning action for me, if you like, and that bookends the two parts of the tournament. Tell us about what you saw anyway um, yesterday for you. Yeah, I started the action at 8 p.m. Eastern time here in America with uh, Taylor Fritz, coached by Mike Russell, a buddy of mine. We had a, a, a funny chat uh, of my DMs last night about the fact that he's not wearing his sunscreen indoors, which I find to be a travesty because everybody loves to see uh, Mike Russell in his sunscreen at last year. We saw that in full effect at Indian Wells in Miami. But all joking aside, I really love what I saw out of Taylor Fritz. This is a guy that I think has really changed his mentality. Kind of a, a young kid, right, in 2020, early 2021, and things really got moving for the young American. Uh, he clearly is right now the best player in the world from the United States. And I think that has really uh, taken him to another level working with Mike Russell. And a really – Routine win over Yuri last night. I, I thought, you know, when you go into the United Cup and these type of events, um, there's so many different nuances, and I, it's really hard to handicap these matches. And I just wanted to see Taylor Fritz come out, play tough, be focused, roll through this match, represent America very well, and he sure did. I mean, again, just didn't expect it. And I, the one thing I love about United Cup, John, is uh, – I love the I love the the booth or whatever you want to call it where all the all the all the players and coaches are hanging out courtside. Uh, it has a very very good team aspect to it. You, you have the benches and and soccer and basketball and football. Um, I think we need somehow more of that in tennis where there's a team of uh, coaches and teammates right on the co right on the court as we see in Davis Cup. We see it at Labor Cup. We see it at this event. So yeah, mm -hmm. I, I liked what I saw out of Fritz and. Um, you know, obviously, I saw Maddie Keys play most of her match. Again, another another person from America on the ladies' side who you just don't know what you're ever going to get out of Maddie Keys. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes she's capable of beating somebody ranked number two in the world and then uh, follow up at the match, losing to somebody that just barely qualified for for the event. So, um, very good performance by the, this team. I think they're they're probably uh, somewhat of a favorite to win. I know you like the USA. I like Switzerland as a dark horse. It's a good team uh, out there. Okay. I mean, they got some they got some really good women, uh, but very you know I, I, I'm not super pumped. You know, I'm not like this is this is huge. I really wish that uh, the USA would have better results uh, in, in Billie Jean and in Davis Cup. But hey, let's just let's just keep rolling with this and let's hope that they uh, they emerge. Yeah, I mean, just addressing a couple of points you made. Uh, first of all, the benches, I do like it and I do want it. But there was something about Tim Henman on the, the British team's um, bench. 
sometimes, uh, you know, afterwards uh, he got asked, I think by Jim Courier uh, in his on-court interview afterwards saying, uh, are you getting paid by the word that you say? Because we're just hearing you talk all the time. And I think some sometimes it's good, but often if it's just the same words, it's like, don't forget to keep your moot foot, moot foot, uh, feet moving. Uh, stay aggressive, Noz, when he was talking about, when he's talking to Noi. And I don't know, it, for, for me, there was an element with, but it is specific, it, it, an element with Henman, I was feeling a bit cringy at times. But I do want it. And I agree, I think, especially for a team event, we do need to mix things up. We don't want to just have the same thing all the time. Otherwise, I think we'd find, I mean, I did find that with the United Cup, the Davis Cup and a few other cups that were going on, they were all sort of merging and blurring into one. But if we can distinct, if, if we can distinguish, sorry, between each one, that's great. Back to Taylor Fritz, though. I am like you. I am big on the American. I can easily see him finishing top five come the end of next year. And I can easily see him being a threat at pretty much every slam, with perhaps the exception of, of Roland Garros. And I'm really big on his chances for Australia. But... I've been burnt before. I was big on his chances in New York. I thought he'd get to at least the quarters there and he goes out in the first round. So there's that asterisk to bear in mind. But I saw the highlights from this match against Lehetska and he was on fire. And I tell you what, if he carries this form on, and don't forget, I think he was probably the second best player at the ATP Tour Finals in Turin. He didn't make the final because he happened to run into a certain Serbian in the semis. But yeah, I'm like you. I'm big on Fritz. I think the maturity factor uh, for Fritz is, is what we're looking for. You know, sometimes you get to the dance, like the ATP Tour Finals, he kind of backdoored in there, right? Um, yeah. And I just thought he would just be there to hang out at the party. No, he was really involved in the party, which to me was very exciting. You, th- you thought he was the second best player out there. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, boy, did he have his chance to beat Cam Nori. Uh, she's not Cam Nori. Um Casper Root. Uh, that that is a loss that I'm sure that he lost uh, maybe a night or two of sleep because if he beats Nori, point, yeah. uh, I keep saying Nori. Root and Nori always get to me. Sometimes <laughs> I, the, those guys are like the, the, the same look. But no, I mean the the loss to Root I think really hurt Fritz there. But the overall performance was incredible, and I was really really excited to see uh, Taylor Fritz get to the dance, compete in the dance, and show the world that this young American is here to stay. Uh, so, yeah, I, I love what I saw last night, and let's just keep it going with Taylor Fritz, man. I'm pumped. Yeah. Uh, Ruda is uh, uh, someone I get confused with, Runa, over, but that's a bit more explicable <laughs> given the names. Yes, Fortunately, that's close yeah. Fortunately, they need, or at least Runa is not competing here because Runa is also in that stacked field uh, that we mentioned before in Adelaide. Uh, he's there along with those other players we mentioned, such as Rublev and a few others, Medvedev, of course, as well. Um, but anyway, back to this tournament. Uh, there was another uh, match on sort of in the earlier part of the day, which I, of course, was sleeping for. But this is probably the standout result of yeah. the day wow. with Trevisan getting thrashed 2-0 and against Hadab Meyer. I did see a few Italians tweeting their displeasure at this result. Uh, they did get it back, though. Fortunately, they've got Musetti, so they've got a pretty good team. They would be thinking to themselves that they should be getting at least to the semifinals in this tournament, and Musetti getting things back on track there. It, it was the only match, by the way, that ended uh, all square. Uh, every other match basically ended up with a commanding lead for one team or another, as you can see here, with the two and O's for Switzerland, in the favour of Switzerland, Britain, France, but also uh, Team USA, which we touched on earlier. Uh, Greece as well, though, but it wasn't looking quite so comfortable for Greece 
with uh, after they lost, so after they won their first matchup, but the big one that everyone was looking forward to, unfortunately, was on at a very convenient time for me this morning, and I managed to catch it, was Pass against Dimitrov. The first set going the way of the Bulgarian, but Pass pretty much from the second set onwards uh, was was really good. I mean, the second set, actually, both both players were comfortable on serve, but Pass took a really good early advantage, I think three love, in the tie break. Uh, and never let that go. So City uh, uh, Pass is somebody where there's question marks about him, particularly after a, uh, a hit and miss 2022, shall we say. So he'll be looking forward. And that's a really good win against Dimitrov. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really nice for, for City Pass to be challenged, put under pressure. You win a match six in the third. That's always good. Sometimes it's so much better to win that match uh, six in the third than two and two. Listen, I've seen Sissy Pass just roll over Dimitrov. So this this result was yeah. a little surprising when you sent it to me uh, just an hour ago. I, I, I think it's a great thing for Steph. I think Steph needs to be challenged mentally. Um, when he starts rolling, it's a good thing. But at the same time, then he just runs into a wall against some of the great players. So, yeah, good result for, for Sissy Pass. Disappointing for Dimitrov. Uh, Dimitrov's a guy you want to see return into the, into the top 10 somehow. But... I think age is starting to play a factor with him. He looks great. I mean, he's in tremendous shape, but I think it's just Sissy Pass's ability to, uh, I would say, hold easier is probably the, the the reality between these two. And I think I, I uh, watched these guys play this fall in an indoor match. I can't remember where it was, and I just uh, watched Sissy Pass uh, uh, take him apart. So, yeah, nice result. I, I, I regret that I wasn't up. I don't know what time it was. I wish I – uh, could have set the alarm earlier to see this match. I would have loved to see at least the third set. But one fascinating thing I saw, I didn't even notice this until you put it up on your screen, was we have a World Cup Finals rematch in the first round of the United Oh, yeah. Cup. How about that? Yeah. I know. And to France be honest, getting a little revenge there. Um, and a lopsided, you know, totally a lopsided team right there um, for the most part. I mean, you know, I, I felt the men's match actually is somewhat surprising uh, and easy and easy uh two set uh, straight set win for the uh, Texas A&M Aggie. Um, but uh, Cornet, uh, that was, that was going to be too easy right there. So um, yeah, some, some fascinating matches here yesterday. The commentators were loving the France Argentina reference. Uh, Robbie yeah. Koenig in particular sort of began it the whole, or began the night. The match I saw was Ryan Denek Serendolo. So I didn't see uh, Cornet uh, win her match in straight sets. The Ryan Denek Serendolo match, yeah, Ryan Denek was was in charge from fairly early on. And, and Serendolo was muttering to himself a lot, seemed to be quite frustrated. I expected that one to be a lot closer than it was. But in the end, Ryan Denek winning quite comfortably. But yeah, they were loving the France Argentina references, both in the on court interview afterwards and so on. I'm not quite sure if Kylian Mbappe, though, will be feeling much better today. No, probably uh, having, not. No. Having I think Messi would have been better off there uh, and, instead of uh, instead of some of the players that, that represented yesterday. They probably could have inserted uh, Messi in, in the lineup here for Argentina. But, uh, yeah, good result for France. I think they're a pretty good team. I, I still think it's uh, it's Spain, it's the USA. And then the dark horse, as I alluded to earlier, I think Switzerland's pretty good. you got to watch out for the Swiss. Yeah, I actually um... – about uh, two months ago, I tweeted a funny picture of Messi, Iniesta, Rijkaard, and maybe somebody else. It might have been Ronaldinho, actually, as well, of them all with tennis rackets as they were about to take the court for a, for a laugh, I guess, on clay at least. But you're right, maybe Messi would have been would have been a slightly better option for Argentina today. But anyway, as you say, 2-0 uh, there for France, so they're looking pretty good. Just to run through in terms of the rules, 3-2, uh, I think, seals, or three, it's the first to three. Yeah. Uh, if it ends up at 2-all, 
Uh, obviously, it will be come down to the deciding doubles match. They will play the doubles match irrespective. So even if France were to go into a 4-0 lead or, 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 or Britain or Switzerland too, they would still play the doubles match because all the matches count towards the tally at the end of the group stage. Yeah. Once, they, of course, they get to the semi-finals and it's straight knockout, if you take a three-love lead, it's done. Yeah. But two two singles matches today, two singles matches to come, uh, and then a, a, a doubles match for the fifth match in each group. So that'll be that is. Uh, for those of you wondering about Rafa Nadal, for example, he's not in action for another couple of days, actually, or if you're in the US, a day and a half or whatever it is anyway. But he's not even in action on the 30th local time. He's in action on New Year's Eve, I believe. Uh, in Australia against Cam Norrie. So yeah. that's an interesting group. Uh, actually, that kind of uh, brings us on. I actually watched the Norrie match. I mentioned Tim Henman's comments on the side. Um, uh, Demon Norrie is an interesting one. He's a last-minute call-up and uh, sort of did seem off the pace to some extent. I guess Cam Norrie might be the slight favourite in that matchup, but you might expect it to be closer. But coming back to a couple of things you mentioned before when we were talking about Pass and stuff, I do find that players like Pass and to some extent Fritz having had those exhibitions, if you like. So Tsitsipas is now really into things, if you like. He's had two exhibitions back-to-back, and they were pretty competitive, and he's gone then straight into the United Cup. He's barely left our TV screens in the last couple of weeks, especially if you've been on YouTube. So he's he's there, if you like. I think players like Nadal, for example, who's not obviously played, he played some exhibitions in November, but hasn't really been competitive since the beginning of November. And uh, who else would be in that in that list? I guess Djokovic, but Djokovic always seems to hit the ground running. But there's a few players like maybe Dimonor as well here, uh, where we've just not seen them for a couple of months. I am expecting them to take a couple of matches before they ease into things. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I think, uh, you know, Cam Norrie, obviously, I think he's played some exhibitions. I think he played... Um... Did he play battle one of the with Nadal? There was a battle of the Brits. Uh, battle of the, the Brits, UK yeah, yeah, ago. yeah. And I think I get again. I get uh, Rude and Nori confused. I think it was Rude who played an exhibition with Nadal. But yeah, yes, uh, Nor is really tough. Uh, this result is a little surprising, especially the home country behind you. Um, disappointing, sure. You know, I think uh, I think, but like you said, you got to get your feet wet if you haven't competed. In 30 to 40 days, um, I don't care how good you are. The ball is going to travel faster. Um, you're not going to get into the match immediately. And um, this result of Cam Nori winning three and three, it's not shocking, but you would have hoped uh, it, for a better match. You would have hoped for possibly three sets, maybe a tiebreaker, at least in one of these sets. Um, but I'm a big ADM fan. I, I think he's a great player for his size. I think he's always going to knock off somebody intriguing. He, he The match against Medvedev was thrilling back in the fall. That was a huge upset. Um, I think Medvedev owned him uh, for the last few years. So uh, Dimignor is very capable, uh, unfortunately, for this country. Not so much last night. And I think you have to factor in the Kyrgios deal, right? I mean, mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're Dimignor and you're not expecting to play this match, um, there is a psychological disadvantage there. So Kyrgios really uh, changing the dynamic, I believe, when he made his decision 48 hours ago that he wasn't yeah. going to play. That tilts it probably into the favor of England. I completely agree. I think uh, you put Kyrgios in there 
And then Argentina are, sorry, Argentina, Australia. We're all making mistakes today, but at least I'm getting the same letters muddled up. There you go. Australia, uh, for me, are very much contenders, not just for the semifinals, but perhaps even the title. That's how much a, a difference one player can make, especially when it's just sort of four players in a team, so to speak. Um, I think Leighton Hewitt, by the way, might be under pressure in terms of his position. Obviously, yeah. just having lost the Davis Cup final to Canada. Canada, by the way, you might be wondering, where are they? Well, I have no idea because for me, Canada, are, you know, if they were in this tournament, they'd be favourites, but they aren't even in it. Um, but anyway, there we go. That's a separate issue. I did touch upon that yesterday. But yeah, Leighton Hewitt, I think, could be under a bit of pressure if they were to bomb in this tournament, especially with the home crowd. Oh, Cam Noe made a funny comment about the home crowd afterwards. He said... Um, he said, uh, yeah, it's obviously difficult. Dimonor's a good player, you know, in his homeland. And uh, a quick nod to the crowd who uh, were sort of cheering and making noises on every serve that I was, every time I was doing the ball toss. So yeah. I think had Cam Noe not won the match, he might have been a bit more bitter about that. Uh, and at that point, that was when I think also um, Tim Henman uh, got involved in the interview and mentioned, uh, I think it was Jim Curry, as I said, mentioned him. Katie Swan winning that, so that makes them in a two-love lead. Switzerland looking good, of course, with Stan Wawrinka is also on this team and he keeping his powder dry today. Husler as well coming through against Skatov. And I probably would have expected that and maybe even a bit more comfortably. Husler was just starting to make his mark towards the end of last year. And Belinda Bencic also winning comfortably. Putin's save is always an interesting one as well. She was losing her temper quite a bit in the first set uh, and she lost that first set tiebreaker to love. I think that's a standout thing. I think when anyone loses a tiebreaker to love as well. Nick, we touched on, so do a corner. Uh, Brazil and Italy is the only one neck and neck, as I said before. USA, my tip for the tournament, uh, certainly looking good. I think they've just got strength in depth with their four players. And uh, Greece, as I say, taking a lead against Bulgaria. Uh, listen, anything else you want to talk about with United Cup? Because I have got one or two other tiny topics I want to touch on. Yeah, fascinating stat here. Um, two players in the United Cup that won yesterday played college tennis. Both played college tennis in the state of Texas. So, um, yeah, that's an interesting stat. So we have Arthur out of Texas A&M and we have Cam out of TCU. So um, I'm a huge advocate of college tennis. I watch it. Um, I'm very lucky to where I where I live in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. I played at NC State, which is 20 minutes down the road. But in my backyard is UNC Chapel Hill and, of course, Duke University. So uh, some of the best tennis, you know, in America is right in my backyard when it comes to the college level. And I just always get excited to see. Uh, these college players emerge in victory. So we had two of them yesterday, TCU and Texas A&M, uh, representing. But, yeah, those are the the things that really stand out to me. Um, excited to see Bublik play. He's the captain. Does he have any advice for his teammates? Uh, or is he just going to tell them to drink beer and let's just move on to the next tournament? That's going to be interesting uh, to see. Yeah, some of the captains actually are a bit interesting. Uh, Pass's younger brother is the is the captain of, of right? the Greek okay. team. Uh, anyway, there we mature. go. He's probably yeah. more mature. I think that's the that's where we're looking at right now. Yeah. I mean, the younger brother as well uh, is very striking in the comparison with the father. He's certainly got pretty much uh, an identical face, I would say, uh, albeit a bit younger than the father. But listen, uh, I'm digressing. Uh, listen, there was one other a tiny uh, little episode or issue that I wanted to touch on before we leave, which is uh, Djokovic has given a, um, a press conference, if you like, albeit on court. Uh, which is kind of unique. I've seen a few of these in Australia in the last couple of days where they're actually on court for a, a pre-tournament uh, press conference. What are your thoughts on on him being back in Australia? 
I think it's great. You know, I, I think it's 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 time for um, us to move on with uh, these players that have uh, chosen the route of not getting vaccinated again. I don't like to get I don't like to get in these conversations, but it's out there and we have to talk about it. Djokovic uh, needs to be back. Uh, he is uh, the greatest player that I've seen since I've been watching tennis for a long time. Uh, that has competed down under. I mean, his success down under is uh, pretty much unmatched over the last uh, several years. Um, I think that he is, he's unfortunately for the the, the rest of the field, there's too much uh, motivation there and too much, uh, as we say in America here with football, uh, there's too much, uh, too much uh, locker room talk. Uh, he, he's now going to go out there and he's going to, and he's going to be on a mission, I think, to, uh, to win this Australian Open. I think he feels uh, like he was definitely let down by the Australian government last year. Uh, whether he was in the wrong or in the right, it doesn't matter. Uh, he thinks he's in the right and he is back. And I think he uh, should be crowned as a massive favorite, John. I mean, he is a massive favorite to win the Australian Open. The, the, num- the, the betting market has him way ahead of, of the next uh, players down the line. I don't think I haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, it's rightfully so though. In your mind, who's the second favorite? Can you come to? Yeah. So in my mind is it, it's, it's not Alcarez who is the, okay. the betting, the, the second betting uh, favorite, I think uh, plus five fifty. Um, okay. You know, I want it to be Medvedev. Um, I really think he can do it. It's all predicated on the draw. If Medvedev is on the on a draw that doesn't have uh, Djokovic uh, on that half, I think he can emerge. I think I mentioned this to you on your podcast when we were talking about his countryman, uh, Andre Rubla. There's something missing with Medvedev in 2022. After the loss to Nadal, I think everyone says the same thing. I, there's, it may be that, but it also may be becoming a dad. You know, I think I think you get softer. Everybody does. As a parent myself, things change in your life. And the one thing I saw out of Medvedev was a lack of moxie. The moxie that I saw in the COVID year of 20 and then the 2021 year where he would just rant and be wild and fist pump and get and be a villain. But yet that villainism got him into the right spots. I didn't see that in 2022. After that loss in the doll and things went down and a lot of it wasn't his fault. I mean, he was exiled from playing Wimbledon. Um, but I think that surface gives him the chance to emerge here as one of the best players. He is the number four favorite on the board, slightly under Nadal. I don't, I'm not thinking Nadal goes very far in this event, but I have been proven wrong every single year. I say Nadal is not going anywhere. Australian Open last year, I thought people were crazy to put some, put some, whether it's beer money or large money on Nadal. I thought they were crazy. And as I sit here, I'm the crazy one. So um, I like Medi. I think it's all predicated on being on the other side of the draw of, of, of Novak, though. I probably do have Alcaraz as second favorite in, in copying the bookmakers there. But uh, I probably do. And I'll tell you why I think that um, uh, that his absolute best on a hard court is, is something that, that will certainly make Djokovic think. And not many people will do that down under, as we're about to see in the next few weeks. Uh, I also have him as second favorite because... 
Uh, I think he's coming from a bit further back than some of these other players that we touched on before, uh, such as City Pass, as I say, who I expect to be hitting the ground running, so to speak, over the next week or two. Um, so he's coming from a bit further back. Of course, he had an injury, didn't play for about six weeks, an exhibition or anything, because he obviously pulled out of the Paris uh, Masters with a with a, uh, a pulled strain or something in the stomach, seemed to be quite similar, or it might have been a hip, I'm not sure. Something similar, I think, to what Nadal had earlier on in the summer. Um, but I will expect him that round by round, if he can build himself into the tournament, that may give him some some help. I do notice, of course, he's not on the roster for Spain at the uh, United Cup, which is obviously what this uh, podcast has been largely about. But yeah, just regarding Djokovic, some of the comments here that he made, I will just share these on the screen uh, for us. Yes, yeah, so Djokovic is obviously on the court in in uh, Adelaide rather than in the court. Do you like that one, Brian? Yeah, um, As he was a year ago. That's good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, pun's done. Uh, yeah, so he's obviously really pleased. Listen, he said, coming back to Australia shows you how I feel about the country. He's very excited to be here where, of course, he's had a lot of success, including nine Australian Open titles. Yeah. He actually won just his third ever ATP Tour for, uh, trophy in Adelaide at the tender age of 19. Wow. And he's won 88 uh, titles since then. Uh, which tells you he's had a pretty good career. So anyway, he's obviously pleased to be back in Adelaide after 15 or 16 years. Uh, so he feels good to be in Australia, as we can see from these comments. But that draw is stacked. I mentioned, I think, before Medvedev, Felix, Andre, Holger Runa as well. There's another top player as well, top 15 player. I thought Sinner, I think, is there as well. Interestingly, yeah. Sinner not playing uh, United Cup. Uh, and I think, actually, I think this tournament will give you a better better idea of where you're at in a way because you could be just in a in a in a poor team at the united cup and not play enough tennis that's the problem with a team tournament that out of your hands and uh anyway there we go but Djokovic obviously will be hot hot favorite any final comments before i bring this to a close um brian a lot of people are high on sinner i'm not i like sinner a lot i just don't think he meets the expectations uh for many Talking heads and people that really know their tennis, they expect Sinner to emerge into the top six. I personally don't. Really excited to see how Holger Runa handles success. He's young. He's immature, as he should be at his age. I think we all were. We've never had that type of success, but Holger Runa is going to be fascinating. Alcarez, I think, is mature enough to handle what has transpired. His injury is fascinating to me. Um, you like him as the as the second favorite. That's fair. You should. I mean, he is the number one seed. There's no reason why he should not be. I, I'm a little concerned about his injury. Um, his talent level is just ridiculous. He's, you know, there are people talking about that he is. Or, I mean, it's getting out of hand. He's better. He's going to be better than it all. We don't. Let's let's hit the brakes, right? I mean, we got to hit the brakes here. I'm not. I'm not sold on that quite yet. But. Um, I hate the fact that Australia is where it's located on the planet because I miss a lot of the matches. Um, it's not fair um, from where I sit, but I can't wait. I mean, it's just so awesome to have this big tournament uh, right around the corner. And listen, in Germany, I think you have to be excited for Sasha. I mean, I like what I saw uh, out in Dubai. Now, again, how do you, how much do you, did you take that event serious? But I think you got, you got a chance to see him move on the court. He looked great. Um, and yeah. I think with the right draw, why not? Why not go deep? I mean, we're not expecting semis or finals, but man, anything round of 16 or better is a great start to his 23 campaign. 
completely agree. Yeah, uh, Sasha Zverev, of course, uh, playing in a couple of exhibitions and, and looking pretty good. I think he beat, I mean, obviously the rules are fairly, you know, you know, changeable and twisted up all the, but I think he beat a deciding set tie break or something. No, it was a, I think they had a, a, some super tie breaks to lead into one exhibition and he put it like this, he beat Dominic Team anyway. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, and then he, he also beat Djokovic, of course, also in an he exhibition. Djokovic, like that was week. the big one. Yeah. He yeah. beat Djokovic in straights, uh, lost to Felix. Um, but listen, I think that you can't play hurt even in an exhibition. Djokovic is not going to let you beat him, right? If, like, or feel sorry for you. I think he. I didn't see the match, but I'm going to assume that Zverev just played really well, and Djokovic may not have given all hundred percent, but he's not. He's not laying down, and you know I'm really impressed with what I saw at Zverev. Uh, just a devastating injury in Paris that you hate to see. I think. I think he. Man, he looked like he had a chance to win that match. Um, he did. And uh, I think would probably be the betting favorite over Casparu, um, not Cam Nori in the finals. Um, so, but life goes in different directions and, you know, we'll see how he does this year. Indeed, I, I would echo all of those sentiments regarding Zverev. And I think, yeah, I mean, obviously, if he hadn't had the injury, we'd be looking a lot more ambitious for him. But I think a second week, a fourth round or further for him would be would be another step towards recovery, if you like. Hey, listen, he may surprise us and go even further. But listen, uh, I want to say a, a big thank you to you, Brian, for coming along uh, quite spontaneously today. Uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing you in the coming days and, and weeks again, uh, hopefully at convenient times, at least for you. And uh, yeah, thanks for stopping by, Brian. It was a pleasure. Can, can't wait to come back again. We always have a good time. We certainly do. And hopefully, audience, I'll get my Australias from my Argentinas, uh, my Rudes <laughs> from my Runas, and Brian will also manage to separate uh, Rude and Cam Norrie. That's, and, that's uh, asking way too much. Now, give me a little credit here. Both have the first name of the first letter RC, so I get a little bit of a pass there, right? Rude uh, and Nori tiny, both tiny pass. I think um, yeah. Rune and Runa is a bit more explicable. We can we can debate that on another podcast, which is more of an egregious can. mistake. But I appreciate your time; it was a blast, Brian. Thanks once again, and uh, yeah, I'll be seeing everyone else very very soon. If you enjoyed this video, make sure you hit that like button. Don't forget to subscribe and click that notification bell so you don't miss out on all things tennis. Sports Social Podcast Network.